Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New York Giants. This is the Giants Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Giants Wire editor, Dan Benton. Dave, at number 11, do you envision getting a guy who will contribute right away? It's an interesting question, Jim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cliff note answer on it is yes. Um, it's really had to take a guy at 11 that you're, you're betting on the, the potential. He's got all the PQs. You know, he's... I look at it this way. So I'm a Celtics fan. Don't be angry, but I'm a Boston Celtics fan. So, you know, a couple of years ago, the Celtics drafted Robert Williams out of Kentucky. He was a one and done guy and all kinds of potential. Well, now it's year three and he's finally starting to play to his abilities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dave Gettleman. So, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, first of all, Dan, I love the chuckle at the beginning of that. After Kim's question, it was a nice little chuckle from Gettleman. So, he, was, he had all the warm and fuzzies going on during this presser, this pre-draft presser. One more of them. Uh, but, Dan, your GM is in peak form for draft weekend, I think. It must have you feeling uh, real good and confident, no? Yeah, well, I mean, I tell you what, like I said to you off the air, it was just it was nice to hear a pleasant conversation <laughs> it pleasant. between Gettleman and the, and the members of the media for a change. Uh, the good feelings need to kind of carry over to the draft because, you know, you've heard us say it a million times leading up to the draft, uh, Gettleman has to – hit a home run here. He has to, his job is on the line. Daniel Jones's job is on the line. So, you know, if the Giants are feeling good about themselves, it should make the fans feel pretty good about themselves. They seem confident in what they're going for, even though no one really has any idea what that is. And, um, you know, that's that's about as optimistic as you could be right now uh, until, you know, the pieces fall where they may. Yeah, now, now every now and then, uh, you you hear a story, you read a story that makes you laugh out loud and hop on Twitter and try to get people's reaction. And this is how I felt when I when I read this quote from Gettleman in one of your stories on Giants Wire about Robert Williams. Now, uh, so Dave Gettleman says he's a Celtics fan and he's he's comparing the number eleven pick to to Robert Williams. Doesn't want to draft a project. Wants to draft a guy that makes an immediate impact. You know, I've I've lived, I'm a Celtics fan as well, Dan. I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life. Uh, most of it on the seacoast, about an hour from Boston, and. Uh, Dave Gettleman, sorry to be the one to have to tell you this, but Robert Williams, he, he kind of sucks. Like he, <laughs> he wasn't a lottery pick. He's a fringe starter. He hasn't played in like a month or something. He's injured right now. I mean, he's fine. But comparing Robert Williams, who went late in the first round of the NBA draft, to the guy the Giants are going to take at number 11 in the NFL draft after like four quarterbacks are taken in the top 10 and they're picking number 11, like I don't see the comp. Like even if you get a project player – at number 11, it's not going to raise to the level of Robert Williams, the project. You know what I mean? So uh, I just don't get it. I, I, what's he talking about here? Well, it, it was certainly an interesting comp because I actually had no idea who he was talking <laughs> of about. Not. Of course not. Nobody knows who I'm Robert not, Williams I'm not is. A, yeah, I'm not a Celtics fan, so I don't know the depth of their team. I'm a Knicks guy. But, uh, I <laughs> sorry no sorry to hear that, Dan. Right, hey, every year leading up to right now, that's been sorry. Right now, we'll see how that goes. But that's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as... As far as the, the the comp here, I really didn't, you know, I wasn't 100% sure what he was going for just because I didn't know who the player was. I think what he was trying to get at was, you know, he was drafted on potential and not necessarily on substance. And 
And there was, you know, no expectations that he was going to come in and be a day one starter. And I think what Gettleman was trying to say is that's the kind of player the Giants are looking to avoid at number 11. Um, they need somebody at that value to come in and start on day one. And if they draft a player at 11 who does not come in and start on day one but has a ton of potential, may not matter because it's going to send Gettleman and company out of town. Yeah, no, and I, and I get that piece of it. But it'd be one thing if the Celtics drafted – like he, they drafted Robert Williams as a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Right. Now, now I would understand the comp, but it's just uh, I, I just have to razz Gettleman a little. You bit. know, you never know. You never know where Gettleman's. Uh, no, sometimes. no, he's such a. He's he was such clearly a just. He must have just been watching Celtics highlights. Or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Again, that chuckle before. I mean, I can't wait to go back and listen to that chuckle one more time. I've listened to it like five <laughs> times this morning. Um, so, but uh, along this point about wanting an impact player with number eleven, I think that's a very. Uh, I, I love that strategy. That's a good strategy for the Giants. It let's feels, get an impact. It, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. It feels almost obvious. Yeah, you know? Yeah, no. It's almost a weird thing that has to be said. Like, it's a I'm tremendous picking, picking strategy. 11, tremendous right, strategy. And we want a guy to start on day one. I mean, that's that's what you want at your first round pick. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it makes me want to talk about uh, this story you had on Giants Wire. And this was a whopper. Um, it talks about a former Giants scout in Steve Verderosa. Yeah. And he's talking about Rashawn Slater, a guy that is getting mocked to the Giants plenty. He's one of the top offensive linemen available. He should be there at pick 11 for the Giants. It, it seems like I don't think he's going to go top 10. Um, but he's supposed to be one of the, the, the best offensive linemen available. And this guy basically uh, craps all over him, right? So he says, that, you know, he, he, he gives some scout speak, like he talks about his, he doesn't play long armed and he crosses his feet and all this crap. So he doesn't like him at tackle. And then he says this, quote, can he play guard? Well, you don't see him win the line of scrimmage and anchor. So how's he going to play against a 340-pound bull-rushing defensive tackle? I don't know if that's really going to be a place for him, but he's such a good athlete, and he's so quick, and he moves so well, dot, dot, dot. I've never seen him play center, but based on the five games I watched on tape, we only watched five games, I guess. Um, to me, that would be his best chance is to move to center. So a lot of people like Rashawn Slater to the Giants, Dan, but... If we're not really sure what position he's going to play based on this scout's assessment, like, I don't know, maybe he's not the impact guy that Gettleman's talking about. Maybe he's more of a project. So maybe we cross Rashawn Slater off our list. Well, I, I think the take is certainly interesting. And, you know, after that comment came out and you kind of drilled down some other scouting reports, that, you know, they were a little bit lighter on Slater, but some of them shared similar concerns. And, you know, there, there was a lot of questions about his size and his strength and whether or not that would translate to the NFL. And I think that's where a lot of the, you know, questions about which position he's going to play come in. And you hear a lot of guys say, you know, you can always move him to guard. And that's, you know, the versatility is one of the great things that benefit the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. My stance has always been if you're going to aim for him to play guard, then just draft the best guard. And that's, you know, Elijah Barrett Tucker out of USC. He's unquestionably the best guard in the draft. Whereas Slater is sort of viewed as maybe the second best tackle in the draft that could play multiple roles. But the problem with that scenario is at number 11, if you're going to draft the best tackle, you got to play in the tackle. If you're going to draft the best guard, then draft the best guard. And in Slater's case, if it is true that his best position in the NFL, you know, may end up being at center, you know, again, positional value at number 11 in a class that has some pretty good centers that are likely going to go, you know, on day two and day three, would you really want to invest that top 11 pick in a guy that's going to move from center, I mean, from tackle to center 
over the next coming years. And again, that flies in the face of what Gettleman said to Kim Jones in that you want that day one starter, not that project. So you start to look at Slater and wonder, does he really fit with what the Giants want and what they're trying to do, even as an athletic versatile offensive lineman and I don't think that he does fit in that particular scenario and I can still see the Giants selecting him you know I I wouldn't want to shy away from that depending on how those first 10 picks go but if they do they're going to draft him as a tackle not as a guard or a center yeah we're we're doing our jobs as you know podcasters right Dan we're kind of reading through the tea leaves here Uh, Mm -hmm. so yes we're just going to cross Rashawn Slater right off the list he doesn't fit the plan that Gettleman's laying out but like what about Quiddy Pay? Is he ready to be like a step on the field and dominate and get 15 sacks kind of edge rusher? Like, I no, I, I'm not I'm not convinced of that. I think again. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. another one of those scenarios where I, I don't want to take anything away from him athletically. He's an athletic freak of nature and the potential is certainly there. But there's that word again, that potential. Yeah. The Giants have made it clear they're not drafting for potential. And with Quiddy Pay, could he be, you know, an all around defender? Could he play the run as well as he rushes the passer? Can he put up the pass rush numbers that he wasn't able to put up in college despite that athleticism? And is he a three-down player? And I don't think that, at least in that particular instance, he is a three-down player, at least not right now. So, again, you'd be drafting on potential down the road. Good edge rusher can come in and rush the passer, but does he fit what the Giants want at number 11? And like Slater, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think we've got to cross Quiddy Pay off. The, I think we've already done that weeks ago. Um, but, you know, crossing Quiddy Pay off our list for the Giants at number 11. So it's like, who are the best impact players, impact positions that Gettleman might target at 11? And I think there's a couple names that come to mind. I think Vera Tucker's a good one. He's getting mocked to the around the Raiders at 17. So he'll definitely be on the board if they want to go that way. That, that would make some sense. But I think like Micah Parsons, we talked about Devontae Smith last week. Like, I think those kind of guys, wide receiver, linebacker who could start right away, like those kind of players would make the biggest impact. So now I'm starting to like, am I reading through the tea leaves here, Gettleman? Am I starting to catch on to what you're saying? Are you giving us, are you leaving us some breadcrumbs? (laughs) You know, so I'm starting to think like maybe wide receiver. There seems to be a little bit of a, a little bit of juice behind that with the Giants, right? Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, something like that. So that's where I'm kind of that's I'm honing in on those positions now, Dan. Maybe Micah Parsons, but maybe wide receiver. I'm really yeah. starting to hone in there. Hey, listen, if I was a betting man, and I'm not, but if I were, and Devonta Smith is on the board at number eleven, I would bet on that a hundred times out of a hundred that he would be the pick. Yep. I don't think that he's going to be there at eleven. But if he is, that's who the Giants are drafting. If he's not, there's a very good chance that it's Jalen Waddle. Waddle's not there. Then you kind of circle back around to someone like Slater, someone like Vera Tucker, or someone like you mentioned, Micah Parsons, who, you know, does come with some question marks. But the Giants do have Sean Spencer, his former position coach from Penn State, now coaching their line. So there is some familiarity there. And if Spencer, you know, Coach Chaos signs off on him, um, then I could see Judge and, and Gettleman taking that at face value and and taking that chance on you know an extremely athletic, potentially game-changing player, even though he's not necessarily a polished pass rusher um, as of yet, but would be a, a, a hell of an addition to an already talented defense. Oh, yes, he would. Um, all right, so we get some predictions coming up, our official predictions, uh, where we're going to take a stab and take a swing and probably miss, Dan. And we'll do that here coming <laughs> up next. But first, there's been some hypothetical trades sent out there. Um, into the Twitterverse. One of them was from ESPN's Bill Barnwell, which was a, kind of a whopper. It was a three-team deal 
where the Giants get the Lions pick at number seven. They get rid of Evan Ingram, and they get rid of number 11. They get rid of number 42 in the second round, and they get Kyle Pitts. Well, that would be sweet if that happened. Um, So that was a hypothetical. It was a three-way deal between the Giants, Lions, and Bills. The Bills were the team that ends up with Evan Ingram. Uh, Talk about a a trade you're literally never going to see. That would be a tough one to draw off in 15 (laughs) minutes during the draft, right? If Kyle Pitts makes it to seven, because that's the thing. Is Kyle Pitts going to make it to seven? I don't think so. Um, And then there was another one. There was this fake tweet by the Chargers. It was a screenshot. It was the fans made it. I think some Giants (laughs) fans made this up, tricked PFF to retweet it. And it was uh, Gettleman trading back, right? So he trades, uh, he <laughs> trades back from number eleven to number thirteen with the Chargers, and picks up an extra third round pick, number seventy seven overall. And Gi- I think Giants uh, beat writers uh, kind of lost their minds when they saw that retweet by PFF. Everyone did. Every it was crazy for a minute. It was a lot of fun for just a minute there. <laughs> but I, I, I'll be honest, even when I saw it, I'm like, that doesn't. That doesn't really make sense. The timing doesn't uh, make sense either. Like that would that not too. happen before the draft. And in my head, I'm like, if that's real, you know, were they just preparing that? And the, the social media manager accidentally hit send. I'm like, <laughs> someone, someone's getting fired for that if it's real. But it, it was such a bizarre kind of trade. The timing was so bizarre. The fact that there were no other screenshots other than PFF also made it a little bit bizarre. But. I, you know, looking at it, I'm like, listen, if this is real, this is a brilliant deal for the Giants. <laughs> I love it's how Giants cute. fans are like scheming to trade back, Dan. Like that's kind of right. fun. Like they're they're scheming to trade back. Right, and that was one of the best responses to the whole thing. They're like, you just tricked the whole football world into thinking that Dave Gettleman <laughs> traded back. Exactly. Like, I'm not even I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that would be something. And what do you yeah. think about so, Barnwell? That's that thing's not happening either. No, and you know, to Barnwell's credit, he kind of said, listen. I'm trying to compile realistic trades for everyone in, in you know, every team in the league and the Giants simply don't trade down. So this is the, the craziest thing I could come up with. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, tip your cap to him because that is legitimately one of the craziest post trades you've probably seen in recent years. Um, the trade just as a two team trade, it would have been wild. But as a three team trade. I couldn't even tell you the last time we've seen something like that in the NFL. Maybe not in any of the years I've actually been covering them. And this is going into year 18 or something now. And I don't think I've ever seen that before. So that would truly be wild um, if that were to happen. But I would put the the chances of that at whatever is less than zero. Yeah, I'm going to give an informed opinion on this one and just read what Dan wrote on uh, Giants Wire. Uh, no shot. No shot there. But it's this is the season. It's fun to do this kind of stuff. Crazy mock drafts, crazy trades. What else are we doing? It's finally draft week, Dan. We're finally here. Next week, we can finally talk about what the Giants do instead of like right. what they might do. Right. Uh, but coming up next, we'll give our final predictions. We'll be right back. It's an interesting question, Kim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cliff note answer on it is yes. All right, Dan, we've we've spent weeks crunching all the mock drafts and the player projections, and I've been looking at the sports betting odds and all this crap. And uh, what's your final prediction? What do you think the Giants are actually going to do on draft night at number 11 how do you think the board's going to fall what do you think the giants do well first let me say that you know the two and a half months whatever it's been three months since the super bowl ended has been the longest two years leading up to the nfl <laughs> i agree 100 100 agree <laughs> as far as what the giants are going to do i really think it's situational based it's really hard for me to pinpoint any one name like i said before if, if devonta smith is on the board he's their pick if he's not on the board and waddles there i think waddles their pick they're both not on the board. I think the Giants are going to have to make a decision between Vera Tucker, uh, Slater, Micah Parsons. 
You could throw in some of the, the cornerbacks. You know, J.C. Horn is a good option. If Patrick Sertan is somehow there, number 11, I think he makes that pick. He's not going to be there. Um, a lot of guys I think the Giants would take are not going to be there. Uh, in the end, I think it's going to come down to Waddle, Slater, Parsons, and J.C. Horn. Tough choice there. I could see them taking any one of them. Um, but just based on need alone, I think it probably ends up being in Waddle. You know, he's an explosive if, – if, again, if Waddle's there, I think he's an explosive playmaker. He's a guy that takes quick slants 70 yards. He's a speedster. He opens everything up for everyone else. And if he's not there, um, I do believe that they're actually going to take Slater. But I don't think that they're going to move him to guard if they do. He's going to go out to right tackle. Yeah, I like it. So here's here's my prediction. I'm kind of on the same page as you exactly, same position. Only I'm going to predict that it's Waddle that gets picked in the top 10 and it's Smith that falls to the Giants at number 11 just because I think people are going to wrongly believe that he's his frame is too slight and he's 166 pounds and whatever and he's not he's not the guy to pick in the top 10 he can't hold up and they're going to let smith fall to the giants this is kind of wishful thinking it's a wishful projection I, I, I can see it yeah and i agree with you dan the giants are not going to let this guy pass him i hope not no. not based no. on everything they're saying they want an impact player and Devonte smith comes in and you put him with galladay and slayton and evan ingram and kyle rudolph and Saquon Barkley, and now you're talking. Now you have an right. offense. like that. That's going to be a lot of fun, and Smith is a guy that you can put him in the backfield. You can do all kinds of different things with him, and you know, I, I think the hot take on him is that he's not, he doesn't have like the blazing speed on the outside. He's not big enough to play inside, right? But he just won the Heisman Trophy. Right. He's a route runner. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have the same build as Golden Tate did, but do you want Golden Tate? Like, he's going to be a, he's a different <laughs> kind of football player. And I love. There was a quote I saw on Twitter from Devonte Smith that just made me like hammer in on him. I'm like, he's my guy now. I, I love this kid. He talked about like, hey, we're not bodybuilders. We're football players. Right. And and that reminds me. That's what Tom Brady said coming in. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the fastest guy. I can't run a forty, but it, it, I'm playing quarterback. What the hell are you guys talking? About? I'm not a sprinter. So I mean, that's he's got a football mentality. He's a football guy. He's a football player. He does play with some physicality, even though he's got a slight frame. They could throw him in the weight room, Dan. Put some muscle on him. Uh, so I think the big offensive lineman like Slater or someone like that, Vera Tucker, makes a lot of sense. But you just drafted the left tackle last season at number four, right? So it's a deep offensive line draft. You could address that later on, I think. So I'm with you. If it's Waddle, if it's Smith, give me that wide receiver. And I'm, yeah. and I'm hoping my wishful thinking is it's Devontae Smith at number 11 to the Giants. And I would be I, celebrating that. Right. Yeah, either one of them. Either one of them, really. I mean, they're different yeah, wide receivers, yeah. but they're very explosive. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Admittedly, I would not be surprised that the Giants ended up going cornerback in round one and then wide receiver in round two because it is deep at wide receiver. I just don't know that you could pass over the level of talent of Waddle or Smith, who, let's be honest, as deep as the draft is, the drop-off of talent after that is significant, and that speaks more to the talent of Waddle and Smith and and, and Chase ahead of them, uh, more so than you know what the other wide receivers are lacking because there's plenty of other talent there too. I, I am a little concerned over over Smith's size simply because if you line up in, in an aggressive situation where the corner is pressing you, it's going to be hard to shake those guys at that weight at the NFL level. The good news is, as you mentioned, and I've said this before, as concerning as 166 is. One offseason in the NFL strength and conditioning program, and that kid's going to be 185, 187, 
188, somewhere in that range with, you know, seven to 10 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. We saw that in Daniel Jones last offseason where people are like, there's no possible way you could put on that much muscle. And sure enough, he put on exactly 10 pounds of muscle. It it's not impossible. It's not improbable. The NFL strength and conditioning program is designed for that. So I think you put him in there for a year and he's going to gain that weight. He's going to gain that muscle. He's going to gain that strength. And I don't necessarily think that's going to hurt his overall speed or athleticism. If anything, I actually think it's going to help him get off the line quicker and make him that much more explosive of a player. And when it comes to Smith, I think Jordan Ryan of ESPN said it best this week. He was the best player in college football last season, and it was not even close. So anyone that's kind of poo-pooing him in favor of someone like Jalen Waddell or whoever else, and it's no disrespect to them, they're very talented players. But if anyone put their eyes on Smith last year and watched college football, Ron has it exactly right. He was the best player by leaps and bounds. And his addition to the Giants offense after what they did this offseason, if that offensive line can hold up, that would be potentially thrilling. Yeah, no, there's a lot of poo-poo uh, getting thrown at Devontae Smith. And, I, <laughs> and yeah, you become an idiot, Dan, if you say you want to pick this player in the top 15 picks uh, because, you know, like, what are you talking about? Look at his – right. And it's like – Guys, it's just like sometimes it's not I that complicated. He's a football right, player. I saw some. I saw some mocks where he started to like slip down to like twenty, twenty five. That's and ridiculous. Like, there's, no, yeah. there's no way this is going to happen. Like I, these people must have been watching different football games than I was. Yeah. Uh, and I'm listen. I'm a big SEC guy. I love SEC, and I particularly love Alabama versus Auburn football. I think that's extremely thrilling football for any fan base, really. If you really want to get into it, so I watch a lot of their games, and. Listen, Smith is – he is legitimately a superstar talent. And as long as he continues to put in the work – and if you've listened to the kid, he's got his head on straight. He's not one of these kids that seems like he's going to come in and mess up and, and get distracted. Yes, yes. And New I, York, love listen, I love him. I love him. I love everything New York he says. is a whole different animal uh, for someone coming from the South, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal for Smith. Like I said, he's going to hit the weight room. He's going to gain weight. He's going to gain strength. He's going to be explosive. And as soon as he picks up an offense and you put him in an offense, like someone would say Quan Barkley and Evan Ingram and Kenny Galladay and John Ross and Sterling Shepard and Darius, it just keeps going. And it just it, at that point, he is extremely dangerous to the point where he makes everyone else around him extremely dangerous. Yeah, Dave Gettleman gets bonus points for breaking – the hearts of the Philadelphia Eagles, who have no right. no wide receivers you could even name off the top of your head right now, just a well, bunch of no names. Thing. Yeah, they right. they want Smith or Waddle right. or whoever will fall to them, and the Giants and break their hearts. Right, exactly, and that's another thing. I would love for the top three receivers to be gone by then because I wouldn't want the Giants to play any of them. I wouldn't no, want them yeah. to play Chase. I wouldn't want them to play Waddle. I certainly wouldn't want them to play Smith. Listen, we've all watched what Deshaun Jackson has done against the Giants over the years, and I would very much hate for Smith to immediately go in yeah. and pick up that role and then torture the Giants for the next 10 years. So uh, let's avoid that. Well, there it is. So uh, can Dave Gettleman really screw this up? I mean, there's going to be a talented player there. Oh, man. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. They'll, Dave, end up picking, they'll end up picking uh, uh, Barrymore or something like that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just j- take J.C. Horn if you want to go corner, like you were talking about, Dan. I think that makes sense. Take, take Waddle or Smith. Take a stud offensive lineman. Just there, you can't screw this up, right, Dave? You can't screw this up. It, oh, the only, I'll tell you what. The only thing that would upset me, and I've said this, you know, to my staff at Giants, where the one thing that would upset me is if they take one of these edge rushers at number eleven and they don't trade down to yes, take one. Yes, 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 yes. I think that would be 
just a disastrous potential pick. I, I could be wrong. Obviously, I could be wrong, and these guys could come in and be three down, you know, players. I just, I just don't see it on any of them outside of Parsons, and I don't see Parsons being the sort of pass rusher this defense needs. So that's why I, tr- I sort of tend towards the wide receivers, the cornerbacks, and maybe a couple of the offensive linemen. All right. Well, we can finally put a bow on the pre-draft talk, Dan. Oh, man, I'm here for it. So uh... All right. And then only four years until the next <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So <laughs> happy draft weekend for all. Enjoy it. We'll be back to break it all down. Can't wait. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.